0: We'll put players on the concern meter. Where are we in our frustration with each of the players on the Charlotte Hornets roster? We'll get to that in just a moment. Plus, there's an update on your Valley Sports Package. How are we going to be able to watch the Charlotte Hornets later on? We'll discuss all of it today. Locked on Hornets. We're locked on Hornets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. In the minute, we live. We live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free and available anywhere you get your podcast, and that includes YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com. Slash lockdown NBA use code all lowercase lockdown NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's Doug Branson. You can find him on his sub stack score.com. I'm Walker Mail. Listen to me on WFNZ every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. I would ask if you're watching YouTube, I would ask really for the listeners, Doug, why he's shaking his head, but I know why. I'm going to explain it because When I hopped on the broadcast, when I hopped on our software that allows us to do this, the first thing that I hear and then the only thing that I hear for the next four or five minutes before he hops on is fruit salad, yummy, yummy. (laughs) being sung quite well to be honest with you hitting the notes putting jazz on it getting real spicy Uh real Uh sing-songy with fruit salad yummy yummy only repeating that over and over again and then he hops on he says hey buddy i'm laughing at him and then he says i'm going crazy there you go doug how are you doing in the winter wonderland not so wondrous that is Nashville Tennessee
1: well and I think anyone who has kids is going to immediately understand uh what you just said there fruit salad yummy yummy a classic by the wiggles I've heard it about a thousand times over the past week because we've been snowed in in Nashville Tennessee that's right I've been home for a week can't go anywhere because it's snowing the roads are icy in Nashville Tennessee not Buffalo New York okay not Minnesota not Montana I'm talking about Nashville Tennessee has been under and it's, it's snowing right now there's a blizzard outside i'll tell you something i hate winter i hate winter i you always do. have it's true but this just mm-hmm. fully reinforces it winter hurts you summer would never do this to me yes it would make my ass swampy but it would never ever subject me to what this winter weather has subjected me to fruit salad yummy yummy
0: What's the concern meter for Doug Branson? You can text us. You can put your comment. You can text him on his subtext. You can actually put some comments down on YouTube or tweet at us. Lockdown Hornets, Doug Branson, L-O-H, Walker Mail. Let's do the concern meter thing here, Doug. What player do you want to lead off with? I, I need you to vent about whatever player you need to in order to help you from stop to stop the stir craziness. What player do you want to start with on the concern meter?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I think we're all very concerned about the team right now. They've lost 17 of their last 18, Uh, their only win coming very improbably against the Sacramento Kings uh, in Sacramento, looking more and more like a miracle than it did when it first happened. Uh, So I think it's, you know, that would be silly to do the concern meter on the team. So I thought we would focus in on a few players, a few circumstances as we get closer to the trade deadline when this team is going to have to make some decisions about a lot of these players. And so my concern meter right now, I've got two poles, two ends of the spectrum. One is... Mitch Kupchak looking at his roster and assessing his playoff chances—that would be not concerned at all. Inexplicably, for the past few years, he has looked at his roster and thought about his playoff chances and went, "No, I'm not really worried about it." I don't know why he felt that way, but he felt that way. So that's not very concerned at all. And then on the other end, so that might
0: even, yeah, well, that that might even mean that we're concerned. Um, that we're not concerned, but we all know we probably should be. That's what that means.
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's true. With this team right now, there is no absolutely not concern. <laughs> I don't think you can look at any player, uh, member of the front office, member of the training staff, any usher at this point. I mean, I'm just including everyone. I just feel like you have to be a little bit concerned for them or about mm-hmm. them at this point. Um, So at the other end of the spectrum is Steve Clifford with veins popping out of his neck and his head yelling at Nick Richards, Nick, set the bleeping screen. That would be all the way at the other end. A very, very, that's the most concerned I've seen any human being in quite a long time.
0: He was over it. He's still over it. That's the perfect place to go for most concerned. What player do you want to start with here, Doug?
1: Okay, let's start with LaMelo Ball, obviously, right? He's just returned. Right. Three a little small sample size theater of all small sample size theaters. We've got three games with him back. But Walker, the team is still getting smoked. And he's you look, he's not playing his normal minutes, but he's getting his normal usage and he's had a few good games and the Hornets have really not been measurably any better than they were when he wasn't on the floor. How concerned are you about the fact that Lamella ball's back, but the Hornets are not?
0: I would rather choose Steve Clifford. Give me or no excuse me, not Steve. Not Steve. I'm sorry. Oh. Give me the Mitch Cup soundbite. Give me the Mitch Cup soundbite.
1: Okay. I don't I don't have a soundbite, but I have um
0: Gotcha. We were. I was. I planned this out perfectly in my brain. That's no, I just what wanted I to. Know, we were here's the thing. With.
1: I just wanted to paint a picture. I don't listen. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I'm in the what formerly was my office, and once I got the studios, uh, in downtown, I this office is now my uh, producer Katie's office. Uh, so look, I don't have any of my tech. I'm wearing a headset. I don't even have my normal microphone. Like you think I've got like sounds ready to ready to pop off? You truly are spoiled yes, by your radio professionality that you think that I have like some fancy tech technical... I've been home for like seven straight days. I have not been able to leave my home. You think I have sounds ready to rock? You're crazy.
0: All right, I'm I'm Steve Clifford concerned for Doug. I am Mitch Kupchak concerned for Lamelo Ball. I think we don't have any All Stars on this me. team. There you go. Yeah, thank That would be great if you just wanted to do that. Uh, I think, but I, honestly, great soundbite, though, because that's the exact reason as to why I'm not as concerned about LaMelo. It's because there's just not much talent around him. You go back to three games ago when we did our Hive Live edition right after the Spurs game. So a week ago was when he came back. Now we're talking about three games. One of the points that I made was that he was coming back to a different team than he left on November 26th. This is not the same squad. There is no Gordon Hayward still. Brandon Miller has been out since he has returned because of the fall that he took in transition. You're talking about Mark Williams also not being there. And so now here we are with three players, 60% of your top five players on the roster, not playing. Miles Bridges being hot and cold. Terry Rozier still being good. And P.J. Washington underperforming offensively. And he's going to the bench. And now you're starting. It's just, it's a different team. With LaMelo, just a couple of games back from injury. I think what he's earned, Doug, is the benefit of the doubt that if he struggles right off of injury, that he's going to figure it out, too, because he did it at the beginning of this season. And that was with a whole offseason of recovery time and only a week return before training camp. So I'm not concerned about LaMelo. It's Mitch Kupchak level for me. Yeah, for sure. I'm still concerned about the team getting destroyed despite LaMelo's return. I get that. But we all know this team has zero margin for error. To say slim would be too much. They have zero margin for error. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm not as concerned about what LaMelo's doing or really what the team is doing without Gordon, Mark, brandon and Lamelo's on the on the on the court
1: and as we move forward with this game i should give you a few more options that are in the middle right so there's mitch kupchak there's a little bit concerned there's just plain concerned and then there's steve clifford that's you know very vein poppingly concerned uh, so i would not put this at mitch kupchak i would put this at a little concerned and, and I'll tell you why. I agree with most everything you're saying there in that this is a different team, different circumstances, and LaMelo has played well. Let's just say that right off the bat. The only, I think, knock on LaMelo's play since he's been back would be the turnovers, But I I would put half those on inability for players to catch a basketball near the rim. I mean, so many bobbled balls at this point by Nick Richards, Nathan Mensa. I mean, look, the level of center talent that he's playing with, that he's working these pick and rolls off of, has not been good. And then P.J. Washington can't hit a three to save his life. And Cody Martin, same kind of situation. So it's like that's a situation of like, who is he passing to? And the other part of it, I think, can be explained by just rhythm. You know, he's just got to get back into his groove. His timing has been a little bit off on some of these transition plays. And and so all of that stuff will work itself out. But he is miles ahead of where he was when he was coming off the ankle fracture. And we saw his offense really struggle at the beginning of this season. That hasn't been a problem. He's been able to score points. He's been able to do things that we... Re- weren't really seeing early in the season when he was healthy, like, get to the free throw line. So he's, in a weird way, like, evolved his game while recovering from this latest ankle injury. So that's been positive to see. Here's why I am a little concerned. I I, want to watch this situation as it moves forward for the rest of the season, because I think we've done a lot of talk about LaMelo Ball as leader of this team, evolving into that, being a vocal leader of this team as the guy who is now going to be on the max contract the best player in your team can he become also the guy in the locker room that can rally everyone together and do the things that are necessary to get wins and that's something that i want to watch moving forward because this team needs to play better defense who are they going to rely on in the locker room because clifford i think has said everything to this point that he has to say in order to like make people understand hey this is what's going to help us win basketball games Who's going to step up in that locker room? Is it going to be LaMelo? Because he's doing everything on the floor right. I think that's why I'm just a little bit concerned with the fact that the Hornets are still playing poorly while whilst he's back.
0: Okay, let's move on to a couple of other players coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast.
1: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet.
0: How concerned are you over Mark Williams' injury? It's just flat out the injury at this point, and also P.J. Washington's play since coming back from an injury. We'll get to that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh picked out for us on this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. I'm going to go with the first two who have Carolina ties gg jackson south carolina rookie who fell to what like 40 30 something in the nba draft is pretty late memphis needs shot create uh shot creation and gg can do it he has shown flashes and he should be someone's man uh, someone managers can look to grab to see how memphis deploys him so gg jackson the other one here old familiar face the sweet lefty jumper Mason Plumley. Oh, yeah. Mason Plumley is someone you should be looking to pick up. Plum dog New Millionaire. Oh, yeah, baby. New starter for at least four weeks for the four week Clippers. I don't know why the analysis is constructed as it is, because then it makes me look foolish. So I'm going to try to read this again. <laughs> New starter for at least four weeks for the Clippers, I guess is what that means. Plumley can be a serviceable center for your fantasy team while we wait for Zubots to return. That's the analysis on Mason Plumley. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Go listen to his analysis. It's a lot better than mine. He's going to help you win for your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. If you have a personal experience with a problem with your car, go to eBay Motors right now. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake hits, LED headlights roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or you get your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber. You're not burning cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. More Lockdown Hornets coming up
1: so I don't know how many people hung around for that for that break read but you mentioned Mason Plumlee there and you know he's with the Clippers right now and having a lot of fun having a lot of success Kelly Oubre uh, last season you know they didn't re-sign him or last offseason he's with the uh, Philadelphia 76ers now having a lot of fun and I think that being a Hornets fan right now is a lot like I haven't experienced this yet, but I someday will send my kid to college or whatever—space college, moon college, whatever it is. By the time my baby grows up, but uh, I feel like it's a lot like that, right? You just like you—you have to learn to feel happy for people leaving you and going off to experience their own thing. And so, as we get to this trade deadline. You know, maybe Terry Rozier is gone, Gordon Hayward gets bought out, whatever. You have to just learn to be happy and just wave by as they get in the car, drive off. And uh, that's that's the Hornets fan experience right now.
0: I think it's a point of pain for Panthers fans as well because that's been one of the problems with the last six years of David Tepper's tenure. It's watching guys leave the organization <laughs> and be successful. <laughs> And the latest example of that is Baker Mayfield (laughs) having been terrible with Carolina and now going to the divisional round of the NFC playoffs. And so Baker Mayfield, that, that one, like I know... We can talk about the sicko nature, the sicko history of what it means to be a Hornets fan compared to a Panthers fan. Watching Baker Mayfield is frustrating for anybody, seeing how successful he is compared to how terrible he was last year.
1: Well, you make such a great point. It is um, it is better for Hornets fans because the Hornets franchise at least has the decency to bring folks in who aren't going to be future All Stars for other teams. Now Malik Monk is threatening to do that, but it's not. He's not quite there yet. He is still a role player for that Sacramento yeah. team, so it's much easier to be happier for those players when they're not putting up all-star caliber numbers
0: <laughs> that's right or yeah or just like being a main reason the most important position oh. on an nfl team and then playing that position well in order to get your team to the postseason yeah but i'm fine too i'm not singing fruit salad fruit salad i was gonna doors. say
1: it fruit salad yummy yummy <laughs> <laughs> That's, gonna be, That's gonna be the anthem for now on. When yeah, when we get just as crazy as we can get about the Hornets, when they just when the sickness uh turns to fever and the fever breaks, we sing only one song, and that is fruit salad. Yummy yummy. I
0: know we need to move on. I need to tell the story because it talks about the sickness. And so last night I was at an event at UNC Charlotte and I had a couple friends with me, and at my table for this event where they were handing out awards, I'm very appreciative of a ten under ten award they gave me at my table. Humble, I know man. I wanted to move on.
1: Wow, well, uh, no, so you break up? We, you're we, like, do. I have to this break up this the, story this is, of me winning an award. Go on.
0: All right, it, it's it's the classic. You know, I go to school up in Boston. Just tell me you went to Harvard. I'm just going to tell you I won the award, but I'm going to be it's going to be painful to say that. So <laughs> a guy at the table was named adam and i knew his name i knew it and i'm saying adam i i know your name how do i know you and then he didn't even say hey my name is or whatever he's like i'm a sicko i am a pure <laughs> sicko yeah. and great guy hanging out with us all night it was a lot of fun he said i do have one question though i have one question i said what's that he said how much do you hate doug branson sometimes
1: <laughs> and because sometimes
0: because sometimes <laughs> He'll be continuing to talk or go on the long rant, and it's great. It is highly entertaining. I I need to know how you feel. I need to know how you feel about it because it does seem like you get really frustrated. And so I gave him the Dan Levitard explanation that we are ourselves turned up to 10, right? Like that is the secret of the show. That is the not-so-secret. People realize it. If you get the show, I've seen this talked about on Reddit when people talk about Locked On Hornets. They understand what the roles are here. And so that's how you win, right? We turn ourselves up to 10. And so there is zero hate behind it. There is only the the product of the show that allows the sickos to keep coming back.
1: I'll also say, weaving back my experience here, being stuck in the house uh, with my entire family for a week now. And you and I have been stuck together every day for the past, what, we've we been doing this show, what, four or five years?
0: 2018. August 2018.
1: Yeah, so, so almost six years, or yeah. maybe a little more than six years, five when you, and a half. When you do that, <laughs> thank you. See, that's your role on the show is to do the actual counting. <laughs> I can't. I can't.
0: Count. <laughs> that was really hard. That was really hard for us to get.
1: When you when you do it for that long, you find out pretty quickly whether or not you like each other. And, and that's the thing. I'm blessed that I like my family and I'm blessed that I like you because I mean, we couldn't do this every day without that foundation of just liking each other. And that's going to get us through the debates. It'll get us through the long rants. Uh, but you have to, you know, this is my, my only relationship advice is just to but look, it, you, love is great, but you better find somebody you like because likes going to get you through a lot more than love will.
0: That's some good advice. All right, look, I I say we do rapid fire Mark Williams here just because it's an injury. Uh I'm I'm not I I want to keep up with the sappiness. I, I can I could do the sappiness all day. But how concerned are you over Mark Williams injury here, Doug, before we move on?
1: Very, because we haven't heard a lot about it because it evolved from used the word evolve a lot on this show i just want to recognize that i think it's the fourth time i've said the word evolve it happened to me
0: yesterday i kept saying attractive on weston walker (laughs) and i couldn't stop couldn't
1: stop the word the word has lost all meaning fruit salad yummy yummy so i am very concerned i won't say i'll say very concerned what what are my list here concern now i'll say concern because i'm not steve clifford screaming um at nick richards set a bleeping screen concern if they if they announce that he's having surgery, it immediately will go to that level. And I feel like that's where this is heading because we haven't heard a lot about it because it did evolve from low back contusion to just lower back. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen video of him doing some light workout stuff. So it's not like he's just been completely ghosted. That would make me super concerned. Uh, but the length of time that he spent out with this, lower backs, big guys – that just for me is it's it's less about it being career threatening than it just be about ceiling threatening right you're talking about yeah. lower back injuries take big guys from they'll, they'll play you know six seven eight more years but it won't be all-star level play which is I think you know what we were all hoping for Mark Williams that he could develop into an all-star level big defensively for sure and lower back stuff you, you know if it lingers it can really threaten that
0: Mark Williams has consistently been placed in the future outlook of this team yeah. right now. He can't come back onto the floor. And this is not one of those that this is very Gordon Hayward esque from a couple of years ago. That was my biggest problem with yes, clearly Gordon Hayward has already an injury history stepping onto the roster. What gets me a little more concerned is when you have this initial timetable or it's uh, at least now misleading. I don't know if they ever gave an initial timetable. Sometimes I can be good. Sometimes I can be bad. But the fact that he tries to come back, can't do it. You feel like he's going to come back sooner, and then we continue to miss time. We just are totally in the dark on this. And you're right. Now we have to be the podcast that talks about their... Promising young big man with a back injury, and now what we're going to have to do is to find the examples of centers that have figured out how to reach a high ceiling with back injuries. And now we have to figure out who are the centers that experience back injuries that never were the same. And now we're going to have to start doing that stuff. Uh, that if he has surgery and then we enter that mold, th- that is a content area that I never wanted for Locked On Hornets. I only wanted it for the other teams that had to experience that. And we're here discussing Brandon Miller, Lamelo Ball. And Mark Williams, like depending on what you think about Nick Smith Jr. and others, it's consistently been him as a third guy. Now, like, our, if this continues, then we can't even be so sure. Like, that's a that's a big deal. Like, here we are trying to retool this thing. I just talked myself into Steve Clifford. Now I'm cursing at Nick Richards. Right,
1: sure. Well, when you when you zoom out and talk about Lamelo Ball and Brandon Miller and all the injuries that they've sustained, uh, Brandon Miller just this season, Lamelo over the past couple of seasons. Yeah. when you. When you zoom out and understand that you're your three untouchable pieces, the yeah. pieces that everyone in the NBA commentary, when they're talking about this team, you know, tearing it all down, they go, "Oh, those are the three you can't touch. <laughs> they can't even get on the floor." Yeah, but that mm-hmm. is no.
0: Please don't touch them; they'll get hurt. That's right. Yeah, do, that's do a, it's a them.
1: fragile. It's a fragile thing, not a. Uh, not a talent thing. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, P.J. Washington, last one real quick. Um, He's struggling badly. Um, Again, his three-point percentage is in the tank. It's You know, when he had a good season in 2022 when they won 43 games, it was – you know, his points-per-shot attempt went way up because his three-point shot was just on fire. Uh, And that regressed in the next season. He signs the contract. How concerned are you with the fact that P.J. Washington, especially since returning to the bench – uh, doesn't seem to be much of an offensive threat anymore.
0: No, I, I'm concerned. I don't know if I'm, I'm not Steve Clifford concerned, but I'm I'm certainly more concerned than I am closer to Mitch Kupchak level. Yeah, the the shot hasn't been there. I, I just you know with PJ, everybody knows how much I love PJ. It's the joke, right? I just think the 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 role on the team. Has not been figured out the last couple of years. This has been somebody that has had to adapt to so many different things. And defensively, while there might be some advanced numbers that say that the Hornets are better without him on the floor, there are you know defensive rating numbers that show that he's not great. Like I, that just doesn't pass the eye test to me. I'm not saying he's out there being OG Ananobi. I don't think that. I just see so many other mistakes from everybody else, Doug. This is what I went into yesterday it's such a terrible defensive team that I see everybody else making the mistake. And I see PJ, like for instance, if you were, I didn't go check this, but if you were to go see the tracking data and you go to field goal percentage for nearest defender and when PJ has been the nearest defender, how's it looked like if that, if that existed, if you can go find that, like for me, I wonder if PJs would just be sky high because he's running at the player because he's a last resort <laughs> while everybody else is just not doing their job. So it, the, the defensive part is frustrating because th- we're always going to be angry with his offense, but the offense isn't great. It's a problem. I the, I feel like he took steps forward as a creator. I don't think you've seen that as much anymore. Like when he puts the ball on the floor, it's not, I'm not thrilled. I'm not like, oh, this is absolutely going to end up in a good possession. So it's just a little little scary about the turnovers. The three-point shot, while it was crazy hot at the beginning of the season, then you start to dive into the injuries and his role changes, and it's like, okay, well, now it's going back down. I, I do think that the offense needs to be a little more adaptable, right? Like, that, it, even if so much has changed around you, the numbers still need to be better, even if it is somewhat of an excuse that everybody else has their thing figured out. Like, Terry doesn't. But Terry's just a better offensive player than P.J. We know what it is. So I'm concerned. Like, I would like him to play better, certainly offensively. And we'll see if he's even on the team. Like, he's a prime candidate to get traded.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say I'm Mitch Kupchak. We don't have any all-stars on this team. That's where I am with P.J. because he is who he is. Uh, He's the same player that I think they drafted. I I think you had a little blip there in 2022 because everybody on that team – just went um, supernova on offense, and especially from three, and that's why they won 43 games. But apart from that, uh, this this is who he is. Uh, He's improved his rebounding slightly this year, but I, I don't think statistically significant enough to really make note of Uh, the circumstances have been just as difficult for PJ as they've been for every single other player on this team. So I'm sure internally he's probably saying to himself, yeah, maybe I could have played a little bit better, but also look at everything that happened around me. He has been one of the more available pieces for the Charlotte Hornets over the past couple of seasons, so you can at least give him credit for that. But I think this is who he is, is, and this is why I think the Hornets were smart to play hardball in the offseason and not overpay. Because in the not overpaying, they have made him continue to be available for trade. Had they overpaid, I think it would have been impossible for them to trade him. But now, it's it is still a tradable contract.
0: No, that that's a good point about the the tradability of that contract. The, the thing about the shooting was good the first three years; it was above thirty six. The the twenty two season you're talking about was actually the lowest the first three seasons. But it's all in lower volume, man. Like that that's the whole part about the PJ stuff, right? lower volume is going to be better for PJ. And I understand you can only play pay a player so much if the volume is at a lower rate. But like the higher the volume for PJ, the worse the efficiency gets. And so that's what's frustrating. The the game that he started, the, the season that he started, the least amount of games, that was in 2021-22. That was his most efficient season. And it was also on the least amount of attempts by two, by two. Like, right. it's just... But it was, again,
1: it was a three-point shooting, right? Because, I mean, you know, clean the the glass. The first three years, yeah. Yeah, The clean the glass has him at, he was 52% from three in that 21-22 season. Effective field goal percentage was above average. The only only season he's had an effective field goal percentage above average. But he was still 36% from the rim. That was 21st percentile. The next season, last season, he was 27% at the rim. That's 12th percentile. This season, 26% at the rim. That's 12th percentile. A little bit better uh, in the short. Short mid, um, just a little bit above average, uh, but he was better last season in the short mid when he was, you know, the starting feature piece for the Hornets. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this, I just, I'm just saying, like, he is who he is essentially at this point. I don't, I don't think that to expect him to be, you know, a, a different player at this point would be reasonable. And, and I think yeah. the fact that they played hardball and got that contract down, which some people criticize. some people were like, "No, give him the bag," you know, he was. Well, I mean, I did like, I yeah. mean, it's
0: pretty clearly right here. I'm the guy like wanted him to get more like understood why he would get more, but no, he hadn't lived up to it. No, he hasn't. Um, yeah. The 60% thing. That's what I see here too. Like when that year you keep talking about, he shot 60% from twos. That's an outlier. That's like, yeah, that's, that's the big thing in that year. That's a, that's a monster difference that, that would be huge. Honestly, like that's something most people aren't talking about. It is a lot of the threes, but my goodness gracious, like that 60% year was the outlier from two. So that would be great to see that again, but it's an outlier. All right, we're already going over. Let's move on. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't
1: go to sleep on the Hornets just yet.
0: Let's talk about the Bally sports update. Amazon now buys Bally. Hopefully it will improve our viewing experience, but it does mean some other changes for the negative are on the horizon. We'll get to that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections, and then you can watch the winnings roll in. If you want to play alongside some Prize Picks favorite players, too, you got celebrities, you have rapper Meek Mill in there, you have comedian Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each and every week prize picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second that player is rebooted prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy go to prizepicks.com/lockdown nba use code lockdown nba for a first deposit match up to $100 prizepicks.com slash locked NBA use code Lockdown NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. One more segment to go locked on Hornets. Doug, I, this is kind of your wheelhouse. I know you're really interested in the Valley sports package, right? It's been a terrible viewing experience for the Hornets viewer. It has been, I mean, garbage trash. They deserve all of the negative commentary surrounding them. Has Amazon come in to save us? And just how much, what does it look like now that Amazon is a part of the deal?
1: <laughs> Bezos, please save us. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I think is the the unfortunate answer. I think we're going to have to wait and see on a lot of this. But the news is that Amazon did buy a piece of Diamond Sports Group, which is the kind of uh, conglomerate that owns Bally's. And essentially, they're going to come in and help, uh, prop up Bally as they go through this bankruptcy procedure. They're essentially coming in as the savior uh, to to keep Bally's uh, moving forward. And so what does it mean for you as the viewer? Well, if you're local, it means that you may have an opportunity to watch these games on the Amazon Prime platform, but it won't mean that you'll get to do that for your Amazon Prime subscription price. I think there's going to probably be an add-on situation where you can pay uh, some number of dollars. That'll be interesting to see, right? Is it going to be 20, which is what Bally wanted from you to stream uh, through the Bally app? Uh, but you'll get to do it through Amazon system, which I think will be a more stable system. Will be a better. Uh, experience for you, because Amazon uh, essentially owns the web with their AWS servers. And those are super reliable. They're not 100% reliable. AWS does go down, uh, like the AWE server will go down and, you know, half the websites in the world will go down all of a sudden. So it's not 100% guarantee, but it's way better than the, I don't know, 10-20% reliability that folks have been getting used to with the Bally app. So um, I guess this is good news in the sense that in the short term it could provide more stability for the viewing experience. But you know, I think better I think it would have been better long term to see Bally go away, to see DSG, the the whole yeah, 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 regional yeah. sports network idea to yes. go away and force teams, force leagues into alternatives. This is great for Amazon because they get to back in in a very cheap way, they get to back into the uh, local NBA experience because the NBA right now is negotiating a new TV deal that is sure to include one of these streamer services, whether it be Apple or Netflix or maybe Amazon. Um, they, they were all vying for a piece of that pie. Well, Amazon gets to go to the sort of the big lots and, and pull a piece of this off the shelf for really cheap and uh, but they've got to deal with all the headache i'm I'm sure of working with um, some of this bally back end but yeah it's it's good news if you love stability if you love the broadcast crew for ballys, there's not going to be any upsetting of the eric collins del curry's um, uh, apple cart if you will but i think long term i would like to see the teams pushed further into hey let's get some local broadcast rights let's get more people watching this product and and get off this this streaming only idea.
0: Well, and and that's so that's the the really well thought out big picture style of this. If you are interested in what it's going to look like, I think for me, the bar as we've talked about, man, like they were so bad, you couldn't watch the games at the beginning of this season. Just flat out weren't delivering you that's the product the job. that you that's were. The only, thankful, it's for. It's right? your one job. That that will happen now. You're gonna right. You're gonna be able to watch the games, and so while it was a terrible viewing experience, and you're just asking, "Hey, is this thing gonna work?" Yes, it's gonna work now because Amazon has it, and it's not just Bally's being this bankrupt thing. So, at least as we know it, for it next is going season, to work. let's be clear: this yes. is nothing know, changes. Know, no, nothing right. changes yes. this yes. season.
1: This is going to start yes. with twenty four, twenty five, and, and and then I think what will be interesting is after that point, do teams renegotiate with Amazon Bally or do they make decisions that I think would be better for their product? Like I think it would be better for the Hornets not to take the short-term, maybe medium-sized bag of cash from Jeff Bezos and Bally or what's left of Diamond Sports Group and instead say, hey, why don't we develop our own system while at the same time leveraging a local broadcast contract that might bring us less in the short term but long term we're growing the product because more people can see it easier and they don't have the frustrations because look when people get frustrated with bally's they also get frustrated with the hornets they don't understand that it's they don't totally understand that it's not the same thing yeah and so yeah do you want your product consistently associated with stuff that doesn't have 100 percent reliability i'm not so sure
0: Yeah. So no, you're, you're right. It is next year that this is going to take place, but yes, long-term everything Doug talked about, there's not a certain answer. We'll see what happens, but next year you will at least get to watch your team, which at very base level, you needed to figure out how to give that to your customers that are paying $20 a month to just watch the Charlotte Hornets and maybe another team that you just put in there that they don't care about. Same thing with the hurricanes too, that are more interested in NHL.
1: And, so, and maybe that cost does go down because now you have Amazon behind it, who, you know, I'm sure DSG was doing the numbers and going, OK, we've got to get twenty dollars from so, <laughs> yeah. some number of people in order to yeah. just to keep the lights on. Right. So now right. that Amazon is propping it up, maybe that cost comes down to get more people back into that system. So, again, short term. But as we've seen with I don't know. I mean, if you've taken an Uber recently, if you've gotten on a scooter, if you've paid for a subscription, I'm sure you've seen <laughs> that these things are just creeping up, 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 because that's how they do. They get you in on the lower price and then, you know, steadily increase it as certain economic uh, conditions change. And so that's why, you know, I, I think it would be better for the long term health of the product if it were on a broadcast network. That people that generally people could get for free, uh, that that would be better because look, this stuff is going to get expensive. You are going to have local fans are going to have to start making the same kinds of choices that people that don't live in the local market of their favorite teams are making. Like me, I, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I don't subscribe to the NFL package because I don't care enough about the Panthers to watch to pay that amount of money to watch them every week. I think that's a pretty good business decision based on their recent play. I I am a sicko when it comes to the Hornets, so I do pay for league pass. I have become a soccer fan, and I want to watch Nashville FC, and I want to watch their away games, so I pay for the MLS pass. But I'm making decisions because all this stuff costs a lot of money. And so that's what Mm -hmm. local fans are going to have to start doing if more and more stuff moves off into streaming.
0: And it does look like we could see – that you have to pay for more money, depending on the decisions that you make in the next five years or so. Joe Ovius was talking about this too on the Kyle Bailey show. If you want to go check that out on WFNZ, Doug's gonna join me later on today. That's the hope, at least. We've been trying to get this weekly launch off the ground, but things happen. Doug snowed in. We have guests that keep finagling when they're gonna go on. Doug joining yummy, us yummy. today at twelve <laughs> That'll do it for lockdown Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods. That includes YouTube. Doug can go back to listening to some wiggle songs and hopefully recover over the weekend. Hopefully the snow, the ice, it melts so he can get out and experience some fresh air somewhere like miles away from his home. And we can have a healthier show on Monday until then have a great weekend.
1: Do the propeller.